Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is becoming a non-binary parent. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're just here to offer our humble musing. So we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience. That is love. All right. I'm going to dive right into today's letter. It is from a binary whose pronouns are she and they, and who's writing to us from parenthood. I'm a non-binary queer person that never wanted kids. Growing up, I was a tomboy with a bowl cut and my pronouns were always ambiguous, she, them. When my nieces and nephews were born, they called me Uncle A and their teachers struggled with this. Life was fun and carefree otherwise. Two years ago, I canceled a tubal ligation I had planned because I never felt called to parenthood and I was single throughout my 30s. Most doctors wouldn't take my request seriously in my 20s because they said I might want to change my mind and wanted my partner's consent. I've been single most of my life, so I was very frustrated. Birth control pills and IUDs had too many complications to them. But when the time came that I could actually have the procedure, a call from my past came back to haunt me. It was a bone marrow registry I signed up for in college. I was the match to a baby, and they wanted to know if I was still willing. If yes, I needed to cancel any and all elective surgeries. I delayed the surgery for a year until last summer when I got the news that the recipient no longer qualified for donation. That same month, I also lost health health insurance due to unemployment. I started dating this wonderful man that was 50 and wanted kids. A month in, I ended up at the ER with a mass in my abdomen that needed to be removed, and I was upfront with him that if he wanted kids, I wasn't the right partner. Months later, after several MRIs and ultrasounds, they found another mass, but since it wasn't cancerous, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. I randomly took a pregnancy test only to find out that was it. Blood work and ultrasounds revealed I was beyond the point I felt comfortable having an abortion. It's been a super confusing time, especially being pro-choice, post-row protections, and we've decided to keep the baby. But I'm really struggling with people saying, you're going to be a mom and calling me mama. It wears on my soul. How do I preserve my non-binary identity and correct people? 
parent is fine, but are there other options that are neither feminine or masculine? I grew up calling my parents by their first names, so I'd be fine with that, but it's hard to explain relationships to people more familiar with mom and dad roles. Any help on how to navigate this without making people feel comfortable, corrected, awkward would be so helpful. I really want to believe that we can define parenthood our way, but I also don't want this kid being teased or treated differently because of my identity. Thank you for all that you do to make this world a kinder, gentler, less lonely world for all of us JBU pod listeners. Ugh. That go. last line made me really emotional because like, I feel like that is at our core just the most simple mission that we have. So thank you for articulating that. Thank you so much for trusting this with this letter. Um, I, you know, as a cis person myself, um, I feel deeply honored that you trust me with it. Um, And I think Sam and I are really excited to talk about the incredibly gendered world that is our world. (laughs) And that is... (laughs) parenting specifically um i can't speak i can speak to my own experience um with a partner who also did not want a gendered parent name um and we're gonna get more into that in just a minute Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar 
brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, Hey, Barnary, I really appreciate you asking us this question. And I think we um, wanted to answer this because we really um, sort of felt connected to your story um, and because it offers us this opportunity to have a conversation about the way that assumptions of gender play out, like not just in like the workplace or like in our schools or whatever, but also like how fucking gendered everything is related to childbirth, to parenting, to child rearing, like all of that stuff is so, so gendered and want to just like name that even as somebody who identifies like as non-binary, I still make a whole lot of assumptions about the ways that gender plays out for people around me who are having children, right? And like the ways in which I assume like, oh yeah, mom and dad or assume like, oh, you're pregnant, congratulations. You know what I mean? Like the excitement around it. And there's mm-hmm. the the narratives or the actual stories around pregnancy, around childbirth, around parenting are actually so much more complicated than the, the sort of rote things that we have memorized around how we're supposed to always respond when somebody tells us they're pregnant or tells us they have a baby or whatever it is. Um, and how, like how deeply ingrained all of that stuff is, um, and how we could all be better. It would be a much better world if we could all agree to stop making assumptions about gender and about what people's experience of parenting, childbirth, or even pregnancy, even insemination have been like. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, as Sam said, we were both like really called to this letter. Um, And for me specifically, um, y'all know I became a parent within the last year and my partner, my wife, Willow, who uses she, her pronouns, um, while she uses she, her pronouns, she identifies, um, well, she identifies as a woman, but she doesn't identify as a woman. <laughs> you <Sure>. know, um, <laughs> uh, she's, she, uh, jokes that she identifies most with the creature, like a genderless creature, but just, sure. you know, with, in her lived experience, she hasn't felt compelled to, um, call herself anything different or use different pronouns. However, when we got pregnant, it was an immediate conversation um, that became more and more apparent to us uh, that my spouse did not feel connected to the 
name mom or mommy or even the identity of a mother very comparably to what you wrote in your letter, a binary, um, Mm -hmm. that she doesn't feel like my baby's mother. She doesn't feel like Temple's mom. She feels like Temple's parent. And because of that, uh, we decided to come up with a different parent name. Um, I, it's funny. I didn't even think about our daughter calling, um, Willow by her first name, but that is a great alternative. But in our experience, um, Willow wanted a name to be called like a, a, you know, a pet name like mom or mommy. So we came up with Malou, which is, uh, Willow's parent name. And, um, so we are mama and Malou and we love this. Uh, We found a lot of joy in picking out this name. We found a lot of joy in the idea that our daughter will, you know, that lots of people have moms and dads and and parents, but our daughter is one of the only people who will have a Malou, (laughs) you know. Um, Mm -hmm. We found a lot of joy in this and we found we came up against a lot of unexpected tension. Um, For sure. We are constantly called... Um, our daughter's moms, we are, we, for the rest of time, unfortunately, for the rest of time, we are going to be wished happy Mother's Day together, even though we feel as though that is a day to celebrate me and that we actually assigned Willow a whole separate day that we call Global Malu Day <laughs> in October. <laughs> and even our well, family all of the members Malus celebrate that day. So yes, that means yes, it's yes, global. Exactly. <laughs> um, And even our family who know Willow so intimately, who love and respect everything about her, um, can't wrap their minds (laughs) around this idea that Willow's, I don't know, fucking genitals or chromosomes don't automatically equate her parenthood identity. Um, And even me, like I love what Sam said in the beginning, like even as a non-binary person himself, uh, he still catches these gendered assumptions. I have, I have found that I, that I had to teach myself to replace mother with the word parent. And now I love the word parent. I even refer to myself as a parent because it feels free. It feels free of those gendered assumptions. But um, anyway, so I just wanted to share a little bit of our experience because um, even though Willow doesn't identify as non-binary, she has definitely come up against um, that. uh, it's, It's just a constant assumption. And like Sam said, we were so, we feel so lucky to answer this letter. If anything, for it to serve as a reminder to all of us that um, these gendered assumptions are everywhere and they can, as you said, very appropriately that they wear on your soul because they just don't feel right. And, and honestly, the whole reason why I wanted to share Willow's experience um with you and with our listeners with her permission is because we've found so much joy in the word Malou. We've, you know, it feels so authentic to her. It feels so special to her. And, um, we've, there are other people in our lives that felt more restricted 
by the mom and dad or mom and mommy or whatever sort of um, archetype that is that has been so prevalent that they have come up to us and said, I wish I did something like that. I wish I felt like I could have chosen my own name, but instead I felt like I had to stay on this this path. I feel like it would confuse too many people, yada, yada. And that is an unfortunate side effect of our, of the way gender rules our world. And yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than like, there is discomfort in, excuse me, there is like some crunchiness <laughs> to uh, being called Malou, meaning like we will forever have to explain what that is to her teachers and, you know, our family members are still fucking mispronouncing it, which is like so disrespectful to me. Um, but it, it was, it was so obvious to us. It was so liberating and joyful. Um, it can be both is I guess what I'm trying to say. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, of course, it, of course it can be both, right? It can be such an exciting thing to find an identity or a way to express yourself and also so frustrating to have that identity or that expression be unheard or ununderstood or, yeah. or, or whatever it is. Like, I think that, that this sort of deeper understanding that many folks are doing of themselves and sort of this pushing back against like, wait a minute, this thing you gave me doesn't fit me? Why would I want it? Right. Can I have something different can be really liberating. And at the same time, it can also feel really isolating because we live in a world where there's just a whole lot of assumptions, right? We're all sort of operating under like, this is the way that things happen. And it's like, actually, that's not true. That's not the way that things happen. Um, yes. In we my just have sort of decided that's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, in my privileged cyst life, you know, I had, this has been one of those times that I'm just so reminded of how much we don't think we think about gender. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know, I, when we decided to have a child, I didn't think I would be constantly in my mind correcting people when they say, oh, well, Temple's moms are blah, 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 blah. Well, she doesn't have two moms. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. And right. in our... This is what I want to say. Sam is going to say a lot more articulate, lovely things in about two seconds. But the the the, the, <laughs> the big thing that I want to say is that in our house, in the safety of our relationship and our family, it is so abundantly clear and undeniable that I am Temple's mother and Willow is Temple's Maloo. It is mm. undeniable. It is natural. And it is so true to us. Outside mm -hmm. of this bubble, we will constantly constantly be either like you said to our letter writer correcting people ignoring people biting our tongue you know just going with it for the fucking ease of it but it will yep. be constant like you will be wished you and willow are going to be wished happy mother's day for the rest of time yep. and that sucks that sucks but in this bubble of peace this is an undeniable fact of our lives and i want to offer that same affirmation to you that this is an undeniable, unshakable part of your identity. And despite the constant chipping away at it that our society will do, Sam and I see it and we affirm it and we know that it is true. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the 
the things that we've been taught about gender, the things that we continue to enact around gender are harmful and awful. And I, and I don't condone them at all. And I am working every day (laughs) to try and change my and other people's understanding of gender through the podcast, through other work that I do, right? Like it is deeply important to me that we get rid of these really weird things we have around gender because it, it doesn't serve folks who are out and non-binary or out and trans, right? And it also doesn't serve people who are cis either, right? Like people, it is, exactly. it's a cage that keeps us all in it in weird and different ways. Yes. And it doesn't serve Willow. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve our listeners. No, absolutely. It doesn't serve Peter who is a cis man, right? Like it, the, right. the rules around gender are not actually serving him either. And at the same time, it is an undeniable reality that those systems of understanding of gender are going to be around us for a very long time, right? They are, we're working to dismantle them. Like I know that you're doing it a binary. Sierra and I are doing it on this podcast. I know that a lot of our listeners are also challenging themselves and their loved ones around gender. But unfortunately, we exist in the system that has these prescribed notions of what gender is and isn't and has these understandings of what we're going to do. And so Sierra is absolutely right that you're that this is going to be something that you're going to come up against over and over and over again. So my question for you is, where are the places where you are filling up your cup? Right. You know, like Sierra talked about, like at home. That's where, that's where things feel right. That's where things feel perfect. That's where things make the most sense. Where are those places and how can you spend time fostering, growing, living in those places? And then for you, where are the lines around who and how you're going to be correcting folks or pushing back against folks, right? And it might be that when it comes to this person in this situation, you sort of bite your tongue and you're just like, it's fine. Yes. Wish me a happy Mother's Day. Like, goodbye, right? You know, like (laughs) we're going to be in this conversation for three seconds and then I can say goodbye to you and it's not worth it. Right. But are there places where there, where you want to correct people, where you want to push people, where you need to sort of establish that boundary and push back. And it sucks that like that folks like you who are non-binary have to be the ones to go through the world and push back against these different gender things. Right. It sucks that that is the reality that we're living in. And I wish that it weren't. And for me, accepting the the radical honesty of the reality that we're living in helps me decide what's in and out of my values and boundaries. It helps me decide right. who I'm going to spend the most time trying to bring along and who I'm just going to be like, it's not worth this at this moment. It helps me preserve my sense of self to instead of be like throwing myself against this, instead be like, I know that I'm going to receive this. And here are the things that I do when I, when it happens, here's the people I talk to. Here's the, ex- the frustration that I express to people. Here's what it is. doesn't make it feel easy ever. Right. It doesn't mean it's like not super, it's not a struggle. It doesn't mean that it's not hurtful in some way, but it, it helps me manage my own expectations so that I can spend more time on the things that love and fulfill and affirm me and less time on trying to get my dentist and not refer to me as a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so real. And thank you for sharing that. Um, and to your point, um, A, you said, is there a way that I can do navigate this without people feeling uncomfortable or corrected or awkward? And 
I think that's very kind of you to be consider and also an impossible expectation because people are going to, you know, particularly when it comes to gender, I feel like it is confusing and it's, it can be really scary for people to feel corrected about something that they feel is not is it is inherent to this world. Like, and I'm not even talking about people who believe like a man is a man and a woman is a woman. I'm talking about like the undercurrent of gender that exists in our lives. Like the assumption that people who are pregnant are moms period, or people who are um, parents want to be parents or, or whatever, you know, the, the undercurrent of gender is very hard to swim against sometimes. And so the expectation that you can do this without making people feel uncomfortable or awkward or corrected might just be too high of an expectation for them. It's a noble, it's a noble thing for you, but you are going to be correcting them. And that's okay because you're saying this is who I am. I, I totally agree with and, and echo what Sam said in terms of choosing where you want to invest that, where it's going to feel nutritious, where it feels valuable to you. Um, but I also want to give you like a blanket uh, permission that you can do that wherever and whenever you want. <laughs> you can do it to your dentist if you want. But you might have to do it every single appointment every time you go for your annual cleaning or whatever. Um, right. But maybe it's worth it to do for this future child's um, teacher, right? Somebody you're going to see ongoing for the year or that the, the, the teacher is going to hear maybe the parent name, you know, that you choose or your, actually, your actual first name. Like, hey, so-and-so, my child refers to me as A because um, I'm non-binary and I don't identify as their mother, I identify as their parent. Um, to be honest... And this is another point of privilege. Like we have been largely received well when we explain that Willow doesn't identify as a mom and wants to use a different word. But like, have I said that to my daughter's daycare people? Uh, no, because it's not worth my time. You know, it's not worth my energy. And and Willow would say the same thing. Like this is more about her identity than, than mine. Um, but it is my family. Um, yeah, but in general, um, it is okay to correct people when they point to something, something and say, this is you, and it's definitely not you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it's okay for someone to feel awkward about that because that's what change feels like. Change feels awkward. Um, and it's kind of on that person whether or not they can um, accept that change with grace and humility and, and recognizing that it's not about them. It's about ident It's about honoring your personhood, you know, and we all know that, that can right. be really tricky. And also, um, Sam and I just want you to feel like you have the right to, uh, exist like this, you know, to, to push back against the assumption of, of, uh, maternity or paternity. Absolutely. And to say that we, we see you in the struggle that this is, right? We see you and how painful and harmful this feels and and how um, disappointing it can feel to like look down the trajectory of your life and be like, oh, I'm going to have to keep correcting people about this. Um, and And that's really hard. And I want to say that you are in good company around it, right? Between uh, all the folks who are also non-binary and parenting, folks who are um, 
parenting and don't want to be parenting folks who are um, raising trans kids, right? Like there's a whole bunch of ways in which lots of us are having to push back against assumptions of gender that, that feel in some ways dehumanizing, um, in some ways might feel powerful to be able to push back. Um, and unfortunate that, that that's the role that many of us are having to play in this moment. Um, and I want to also do this because, you know, we have an audience of listeners, right, who can also choose to be doing different things in their assumptions around gender. And yeah. I know that lots of lots of our listeners are. And I know that Sierra and I are <laughs> on a yep. daily basis yep. as we answer these letters, as we read these letters, as we talk about relationships, um, as we you know, read our books and watch our movies and all of that stuff as well. And it's just an opportunity to remind us all to, to notice when we're doing this stuff, notice yeah. when we're automatically assuming or when we're assigning gender, when we haven't asked or when we are giving people names that don't fit them uh, and find a way to challenge that in ourselves. Right. We talk about yes. gender, we, you know, talking about demonogamizing the mind, right. It's also about degendering the mind too. It's about how are we challenging these assumptions? Not just being like, yeah, I love non-binary and trans people, but also about where is gender showing up in my life and how am I assuming things about myself and other people because of that, that is actually going to lead to a place where our letter writer, our beautiful, lovely, a binary doesn't have to explain every single time why they don't like the word mom and prefer the word parent. Yes. And I said at the beginning of this response that I asked my spouse if, um, if I could share this, you know, personal, very, I mean, so deeply personal year. Uh, story about them. And, and Willow said, yes, I could share it. And, but I would have to tell a story about something that she's really proud of. And that (laughs) is just, she just said, you have to tell them about the mug. And the first Christmas that I was pregnant, a friend of ours, um, a friend of ours who actually Temple will grow up referring to as uncle jelly, who is, um, who is, non-binary and or identifies as a woman in some sort of gray area there. Um, So I hear you on the uncle thing (laughs) to our letter writer. Um, But anyway, um, Uncle Jelly gave us a, gave me a mug that says mama on it, right? And I love it. I drink coffee out of it. And for Valentine's Day last year, I had, I, I designed and had a special mug printed for Willow that says Malou on it. And it's like her favorite thing in the world. If it ever breaks, I'm supposed to order like 10 more. And I, <laughs> I share this because Willow asked me to literally said, just tell them about the mug. <laughs> um, but also because like Sam said, we, this letter is an opportunity to speak to our listeners. If you, If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel like you, you don't have to use that thing. You don't have to wear that clothing. You don't have to use those pronouns. You don't have to use that title that somebody gives you. If it doesn't feel right, we are only limited by our imaginations, right? And I love that my beautiful wife was able to imagine a different name for herself that felt more true than mother and mom. Um, and she's really fucking proud to be Temple's Malou. And I hope you all have the opportunity to choose something so authentic like that. Um, 
Absolutely. And to our letter writer, we love you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to answer this letter. Um, good luck with this fucking crazy journey you're about to go on. <laughs> Absolutely. We wish you all the best and all the love. And thank you so much for writing. We love you. We love you. All right. It is Friday, which means we want to send you on a blind date. Uh, once a week, we want to set you up with something that we love, that we want to send you home with. And this week it is... A TV show called uh, Poker Face. It is on Peacock and it is a like a mystery show starring Natasha Lyonne, um, who is like mm. just so funny and so endearing and is like 100% yeah. Natasha Lyonne all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like this character is just her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's about this uh, woman who can tell when people are lying she has like this innate sense to be able to like call bullshit whenever anyone is telling her a lie and she like and she like roams the country uh, because she's on the run from uh, somebody and she's like roaming the country and she like happens upon all of these murders and then like like can't help but solve them because she's like why is this person lying to me I don't understand oh my god funny Um, (laughs) and it's very cute it's very funny it's dark in some places it's like laugh out loud Peter and I like are watching it and just like laughing at how ridiculous it is and like all of the plots are so like intricate um and they they all sort of come together beautifully by the end uh and it's just uh it's one of those shows that it's like um I am so excited for the fact that like new episodes are coming out I don't think any new episodes are coming out by the time that this episode is airing so if you want to sign up for Peacock and binge watch it you could do that right now (laughs) (laughs) um but it's just so good. And it's also like episode of the week, right? Like she solves a different mystery every week, which I feel like is so foreign in this like time of the limited series where it's like six episodes. Yes. It's basically like a seven hour movie. But instead, it's just totally. like she goes to a place, she solves the mystery, she moves on to the next place, which is really fun. Uh, so it's called Poker Face starring Natasha Leone. Oh, and it's written and directed by the guy who did um, Knives Out and, and Glass Onion. So very nice. like sort of kooky mystery solving. Uh, it's called Poker Face. It's available on Peacock. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember that if you want more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, y'all, if you don't want to have that haircut, if you don't want to wear that clothing, if you don't want to be called by that name, this is your one wild and precious life. We love you. We see you for all that you are and all that you could be. And we want you to feel like your most authentic and loved self. And if all else fails, just break up.